Welcome to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira. Now, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know we talk a lot about marketing, talk about sales, business development, technology, and those are all important areas in your business. But an area that I typically don't touch on a lot, which is not my area of expertise, it's a subset of marketing, is public relations, PR. PR is really important. I know because I have worked with, you know, hundreds of customers over the years, small, large, and you you really need to have a good PR team if you wanna get your message out there and do the branding aspect. And so there's like overlap layers. Our guest today, Lauren Cockrell, she is an expert in the area of public relations, communications. Um, and it's just one of those areas where I'm always fascinated because with traditional media, things have changed, but there's still so much there to be able to reach those audiences that are still on traditional media. And so I want to welcome you to the podcast, Lauren. Thank you, Alex. I'm very excited to be here with you. Absolutely. All right. So your superpower, you talked about how <laughs> entrepreneurs and business owners can use public relations to grow their companies. Mm -hmm. We could be here for days if you gave us a, <laughs> yeah. a masterclass on <laughs> public relations, right? From, from creating the, the, press release to how do you how do you get it out there how do you mm -hmm. how do you even build a a, a a book of connections i mean there's so much that goes into it so mm -hmm. talk to us about before pr what were you doing before you started in pr well really i was a college student <laughs> so you've been at it for so right out of college you, you yes, continued I, with pr i stumbled into it like a, a naive little lamb <laughs> 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 no, I, I had no idea it even existed when I was getting my Bachelor of Arts degree from a tiny liberal arts school. I, I you know, I got a degree in business. I couldn't even get a degree in marketing. I got to emphasize in marketing and I emphasized in finance, but I also emphasized in English literature because I just have always loved storytelling and I've, and I've enjoyed business too. My dad's an entrepreneur um, and it all really came together. I just, a friend of mine was working at a PR firm and uh, she told me that she got her dream job in New York and she was letting her, in, you know, was leaving her internship and like an idiot 22 year old, I asked her if I could have it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the rest was history. 20 years later, here we are. <laughs> Initially, I, and I love those stories though, because my wife actually right out of college, she, she was a communications major, but she went into a PR firm, interned mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. stayed there and then worked with like big brands like Tiffany's. And it was such yeah, a great yeah. experience for her. And I always ask her like, well, for those young people who, who might know like, Hey, I want to go into PR, paint the picture for us. What was it like in the beginning? Well, uh, I was definitely a doe in the woods. Um, but, you, you know, I mean, again, like I had no idea, but I, I brought my quote unquote portfolio, which was, you know, marketing papers I'd written, English papers I had written, <laughs> pictures I'd taken. I mean, this is even before, you know, this is before iPhones, this is before social media, anything. Um, it was on the cusp of that. But um, so in my boss and, and my, and my still, she's my mentor today. Um, she, I think she saw in me that, you know, I had solid writing skills. I had an, an analytical mind, um, mm. and I was eager to learn. And so that made a, a great fit for an intern for sure. Um, and through that, I really just was a sponge and took every opportunity to learn. I mean, I used to go sit next to our graphic designer and watch her design and, you know, learn some principles of design that way. And, 
I've always had a bit of an art for, excuse me, an eye for art, uh, but I learned a lot just, just watching and, and really, you know, grew, grew into an account management role from there. And then by the time I left in 2013, I was the vice president and part owner of the firm, just really loved client relationships. I think I've always been in a relationship person and I've always been a storyteller or, or story consumer. And um, so I think, you know, when people come to me and ask me about the field, um, I remember people like, oh, well, I like planning parties. Should I do PR? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you a great writer? Then no. <laughs> um, you know, being able to be an excellent communicator uh, is what is what we're looking for, certainly um, in all levels of the roles, uh, but especially for those entry level ones. Yeah, and I think that's what I find too. Uh, those those uh, elements that you just touched on, especially the relationship, as well as the the creative storytelling side of the business. You know, the great. PR people that I've met in my lifetime, they, they hit on those. And they also understand, like you said, having had parents who were entrepreneurs, you understand the, the different business models and right. who's the target audience. How do you connect mm -hmm. with them? And, and being able to understand that, because not everybody understands that even, even in the context of marketing and business development, right. I often talk about here on the podcast and, you know, I have a lot of friends who, Hey, I want to start my own business. What do I do? And I'm like, listen, there's a lot that, that we have to talk about, give you an entrepreneurial scorecard that I use, because if you're lacking in certain areas of really understand, like from, from start to finish, all the way from like the product to monetization, mm -hmm. how, do you understand the business model? Because if you don't, yeah. that's a problem. And it mm -hmm. sounds to me like be, having had that, that growing up mm -hmm. helped you understand businesses a little bit more. For sure. For sure. And, and, you know, and then I did study a little bit of business and that helped. And that, but yeah, I just, I've always loved learning. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to be at a dinner party or something. And someone tells me about this really obscure business that they're extremely successful. And I'm like, holy, holy moly, you can make money. Yeah. <laughs> I have You're a, selling yeah. what to whom? <laughs> exactly. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the creator world now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People are, you know, uh, drop shipping products and, mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're not manufacturing anything, but they're selling it, right? Just from live streaming on Pinterest or whatever yeah. other platform is out there. It's so interesting, the world we live in. I, I love it. I love, you know, finding those where, where people have found their little niche and they just blowing it up and you'd have no idea that they're just making t money hand over fist in, in this tiny little area and they've just figured it out. I, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So- Fast forward to today, talk mm -hmm. to us about your firm and yeah. what you guys do. Yep. So I started Queedar and Co. at the end of 2017 when I was eight months pregnant with our second child. Um, and I was actually laid off from a role and I'd always wanted to own my own thing. I just didn't realize that day was going to be the day. Um, and so away we went and I've never looked back. It's, you know, it was definitely a blessing in, in disguise that I'm, I'm very thankful for, uh, even though it was a little painful at the time, but uh, so you, today. So, yeah, oh, so you yeah. recommend <laughs> that you get pregnant and then give, give birth to a baby and another baby because the business is like a baby in a lot of ways. It, and I remember, I, I remember yes. Lauren, I had a friend, this is, I mean, back like 20 something years ago. And they were like the first in the group to uh, have kids and get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I've always been an entrepreneur. So I compared it immediately because I knew I was going to have kids, but I yeah. didn't have kids at the time. And I said, oh yeah, having kids is a lot like a business. 
they were so offended. They were like, it is nothing like a business. And I said, it is a lot like it a is business. a lot like a business. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, it just is. I know it's not human, but it yeah. does employ humans and it does serve humans. So, yeah, you know, uh, so I, anyway. I, yeah, no, I, I definitely I mean, I and, I and I told a lot of people at the time starting my company and around that time I, I gave birth to our, our child and then I felt like I was reborn in starting this company, um, you know. Today, I feel like I'm the person I was meant to become by being a business owner and a leader of this team and our clients. Um, so today we have a team of five, including me. Um, we're actually growing, uh, have some plans for hiring in the early 2024. Um, He's hiring. But yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be uh, my um, uh, executive assistant? Please call me. There uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> please, please save me from myself. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, so we have uh, two W-2s. We have two dedicated contractors and me. Um, and we just have a, uh, one of our clients once called us small but mighty. And I, I love that. I think that describes us so perfectly. You know, we, we've got room to grow, but, but the doors are kind of blowing off right now, which is fun. Um, and we really specialize in working with entrepreneurs to um, and some high-level integrators at larger companies, but uh, specialize in helping those uh, leaders really clarify their vision. Because a lot of times we kind of have an idea of where we ultimately want to go, but certainly not how to get there. Um, so we help them clarify that. And then create the content and strategy to get them there. So both internal and external communications and certainly PR is a big part of that. Well, you are brave because doing PR and getting that story and vision and getting them there, you're talking about an ideal customer profile of an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know what that's like? I know what that's like. So I could tell you, I know exactly where I want to go, Lauren. Um but there's going to be a lot of stops along the way and nobody's stopping me from stopping, getting off here and yeah. getting off there. And that, <laughs> that, that, you know, and I talk about this in a mm -hmm. podcast here that it is a struggle. And I, and the quicker I realized that about myself and about my businesses, the, the, the better I was able to serve my clients, mm -hmm. uh, be able to hire people for the long term and things like that. Um, but you need people like you, like, like yourself mm -hmm. who can, drive the the bus and mm -hmm. while you're doing multiple things. So I know yep. as an entrepreneur yep. and a lot of our listeners who are entrepreneurs, we have those conversations like, what about this shiny <laughs> object? I'm like, listen, <laughs> we like we all have that and you're juggling a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that 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 marketing and the PR mm -hmm. and driving the message to get to a sale and mm -hmm. and get to have customers who advocate and come back and refer, there are so many moving parts in, in yep. that world. And rarely do you find an agency or a marketer, uh, like, you know, a mm -hmm. big thing, as you know, for years mm -hmm. is now been fractional CMO services, yep. mm -hmm. which are fantastic, but that might just be the strategy and not mm -hmm. everything else that you need, like the execution for right, one. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you overcome that challenge with entrepreneurs <laughs> that I know that I have? <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? Cause you're a puzzle yeah. piece and it's a critical mm -hmm. one that can get you to where you want to go. But but how do you do that? Well, I think part of it is we do work with business owners who are at a certain level of maturation in their business journey. So we really don't work with startups very often unless it's like a um it's someone's, you know, third or fourth startup. Like they they this is, you know, they they know the game, they know exactly the problems they're solving and um and what they're looking to go to market with. You know, it, it startups and we've both started one. <laughs> um, you know, it's 
our business, my business does not look like it did now. It doesn't look the same as it did in 2017 Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to change. Um, and so once you have a few years under your belt, things are so much clearer, even if they're still kind of messy in your mind, it is, it is easier for us to come in and help clarify that for you and and really pull things out of you and help you cast that vision forward and say, okay, you know, what do you really want to have happen here? And let's, let's uh, cast forward that, that goal and that strategy you know, it can be short and long-term. So, you know, we're, and we're always thinking about the long-term because especially with PR, we don't want unintended consequences um, or we want to be uh, factoring those in. So, um, but yeah, we, you know, once someone can see what's possible and and we really, we always kind of, especially when we're starting, we start with a, a content and strategy phase. So there's like one piece of content, like really solid piece is going to come out of that, like a news announcement, for instance. And I think once people start to see the vision there, they see it come onto the page um, and they get really excited that that we that they've been heard because it's so hard to read the label from inside the bottle and so when we hear them and say like okay this is what i've heard this is where we're going they're like yes finally (laughs) and then they start to see it out there you know living beyond them beyond their four walls um and and they get really motivated after that and they just sort of kind of hand the keys over and away we go (laughs) okay and what what are the challenges that you all are facing as well as businesses um Mm -hmm in this like quick moving AI world, you know, I, yeah. I have lots that have been doing an AI and I've talked about mm-hmm. it. We have an app that we built that's connected mm-hmm. to open AI. Yeah. And I think the challenge right now, it's something that I need to talk about more on the podcast here mm-hmm. uh, to business owners. I just had a call earlier this morning yeah. with a client about that and saying, mm-hmm. Oh my God, thank you, Alex, for doing this. I did a webinar on just mm-hmm. the basics for sp- for small business owners sure. on how to use chat GPT. And the thing is, it's like, people can go overboard with it because all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, I can do all of this, Mm -hmm. but the quality is not necessarily there for everything and the strategy and the experience. Right. So it, it, it should help with productivity, a little creativity, but ultimately you still need people like yourself, like Mm -hmm. to, to do that, that, I mean, especially relationships, chat GPT is not going to build relationships. Right. 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 So how do you, Not yet. Although I did see that, uh, that, uh, Facebook, one of the big things that they launched, uh, uh, it was a webinar at, uh, by Ogilvy that I was watching mm-hmm. and they, um, were talking about how Facebook has licensed the deep, well, they're not deep fakes, but they're AI versions of actors or people like Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. And then I can pay Facebook to have interactions with a fake Tom Brady. I, I'm just, I don't, you know, like forget it as a marketer, even yeah, just as yeah. a consumer. Why the hell would I want to do that? I know, I know. I don't get it. But but talk to me about those challenges yeah. with AI well, and yeah. copywriting and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're <laughs> we're definitely not putting our heads in sand about it. I mean, this is, is here. I mean, the adoption rate is insane, as you're well aware of. Um, and so we've certainly played with it. I think, you know, for us, where it lives most is in um, kind of, you know, brainstorming, breaking through writer's block, um, kind of sourcing some different ideas, looking for some hidden angles. Um and doing just a little bit of low level, um, like you said, productivity uh, breakthrough. You know, we we actually had an internal learning session this week that one of our team members led us through about it. Just you know, playing with it, seeing how she was using it. She's one of our main content creators. Um, but for me, we're 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 writing for human beings. So you know, yeah, you can use. It's like at some point, 
is it going to be robots talking to robots? Like what's, what's going to happen? You know, like we still have to keep the human element part of it and, and yes, exactly strategy, you know, so for now, um, I, I, you know, I never want to be too secure. <laughs> I want to be cautiously optimistic. You know, a lot of what we do offer is, is, um, providing that, uh, that strategic voice, helping people problem solve, helping people make the most of opportunities. And, and yeah, it's there for you, but is that really what you need to be doing to run your business to the best of your ability? I mean, are you, are you the business owner best served by playing in chat, chat GPT all day, or do you have other fish to fry that's going to move the business forward? So just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And then again, I, I mean, I know people, who've really gotten into it and they're creating all these different ways to get exactly what they need out of it. But okay, maybe you've architected something over a six month period of time. Again, did you move your business forward or were you just trying to, uh, you know, save time down the road? I, I just don't know for me if that's ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ignore it. We're going to continue paying attention to it. But um, for us, the content that is really powerful and what gets people to pay attention is when that human element is very much a part of it. And we're also, we're talking to humans, whether it's the reporter um, and helping them be the hero of the day uh, with great content. Um, and then also their, their readers and, and viewers and such. So, um, you know, yeah, save yourself some time here and there. Sure. But I mean, I think ultimately we need to keep being humans. <laughs> That's right. Talk, talk to me about that that uh, element. I'm always um, curious about the internal side of PR. So your communications with the media, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I look at even when my wife was in PR at that time, and then today where we work with some PR strategists, mm -hmm. and it's like, at that time, it was pretty much through phone calls, right? Like yeah. a lot of phone calls, <laughs> and some, some emails, and then it yeah. went through this period of like emails. But these days, you know, with, with so many in the media connected and everybody's DMing one another, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you manage chasing down yeah. someone in a specific channel <laughs> when they're everywhere? Cause some, like some people are big on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. Or X. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you don't reach out to them through there, you're not going to get in touch. So you have all these different communication channels, right? It's like really challenging. It gets exhausting for sure. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, people want to be communicated with where they want to be communicated with. And, um, and our job is to, if we don't already have a relationship for a client, establish one for them and then nurture it over a period of time. So and, and yeah, I mean, we used to send faxes to reporters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we used to leave for the day and turn on the fax machine as we're walking out the door. Um, uh, unfortunately, sometimes we got some home addresses uh, in that and so maybe our home phone numbers instead of fax numbers mixed up. And so we'd be faxing people at the middle of the night. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that very much. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone's glad we're not faxing people anymore. But, um, you know, we really, really still do a lot of email. COVID changed things because there aren't... Um, particularly for print and digital media, there aren't really those cohesive newsrooms anymore. Broadcast TV certainly has you know, the newsroom that you can call. Um, but we do a lot, we have to do a lot of email. Um, once we build trust with the reporter, we can do um, some texting, you know, as quick follow-ups or, you know, hey, did, did, I'm trying to meet your deadline. Did you see this um, type of information? But yeah, it's still a lot of email. People still prefer email for the most part. Um, uh, I do have a colleague overseas and she said that they do almost everything on WhatsApp. Uh, so I thought that was interesting, you know, texting on WhatsApp, which 
I like, I like having things in more of an official channel so I can re- find it more right. easily, but <laughs> on your desktop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or forward emails and things like that. Um, but fortunately email is still, uh, the primary communication method, method. Thank goodness. <laughs> Got it. In how do you manage running a company? This is, you know, more for the parents, yeah. the ones who are both entrepreneurs or the ones who want to be entrepreneurs and are thinking like, Oh, running a business and having kids, it's just a lot. Right. And they're nothing like each other, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but like, talk to us, like, of course, 2017. So you've been at this long enough mm-hmm. where you've probably perfected the balance or <laughs> lack thereof. Um, what's the hardest thing for you as a mom and a business owner? Yeah, I think one of the hardest things for me is I love, I love to work. I really enjoy it. I love, I could, you know, if I didn't have those firm boundaries of being a wife and mother, um, awaiting me at the end of the day, I would probably work 20 hours a day just because I really enjoy it. Um, and so, uh, and parenting, as you know, is a long game. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Uh, I probably won't know for a long time. Whereas there's no scorecard. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas, you know, and if you're, you know, your internal customer as, as your child, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they're not really happy with you, that doesn't mean you did a bad job. <laughs> yeah, emotionally, it's uh... yeah, exactly. Um, but whereas at work, it's much easier to know if I've had a good day or not. Um, and I, it's much easier to get those quick wins. So, you know, hitting that, that, um, that boost there. So that, that took some, some learning, especially in the early years of really feeling more drawn to work than to family life, because I I wanted to feel that success. I wanted to feel that momentum where, you know, when you're in the weeds with tiny, tiny ones, it's, it's really very challenging, but now things are much, much clearer for me. Um, so, so that, you know, and I like, you know, when the kids run in the door at five o'clock, my day is over. So, uh, or at least that part of it. Um, and so that that's been easier. And, and as they've gotten a little older, you know, the childcare situation has, has gotten easier too. you know, they're in, Mm -hmm. they're both in elementary school now and have care most of the day. It's, you know, sick days can get a little dicey sometimes where husband and I are like, like, Oh no. Okay, quick, pull up your calendar. What is your day look like? <laughs> um, which is which is like what we're all going through, right? Yep. So like there's 50 million K through 12 mm-hmm. kids that wake up every day and go to school and mm-hmm. they all have parents and, and you know, and in, in, in that sense, you know, you're not alone in it. There's exactly. nothing that, that is new. Um, so we homeschool our kids, our four oh, kids. Okay. And I can tell you it's interesting because I started my entrepreneurial journey early, mm-hmm. so 2000s. And by the time I had kids, it was kind of like what you said in the beginning, I was more drawn to, it's actually easier to, for me to be at work, even if I have to work a 12, 15 hour a day mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. it is to be taking oh, yeah. care of kids. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but then it, an interesting thing happened, Lauren, um, over the years as the business matured. And mm-hmm. so you, you, you know, now I've been in business for two decades, mm-hmm. different businesses, but in this one for over a decade, and it matures and you have a good team, then I started feeling that like, okay, the kids are getting older. Wait a minute. Now I really want to spend actually mm-hmm. more time with the kids. Mm-hmm. So that, and I, I wasn't really competing with my wife because she wanted to do the same and we worked yeah. together in the business. And so mm-hmm. we said, well, what about if we homeschool? And so we decided mm-hmm. to homeschool and yeah. we went through that. But the reason I'm telling that story for our, some of our listeners is to say that it's, it's like you go through these phases and cycles in life, right? It's like whatever the season is. And then earlier this year, we were starting our sixth year of homeschooling. The business sort of 
took off again coming out of COVID. Yeah. I needed to walk away from doing the homeschool with my wife. Mm -hmm. And it was the question was, can she keep doing it alone? If not, right. can she still work in a business or not? Mm -hmm. So you move things around. Yep. Different yep. seasons. So I kind kind of goes back to what you said about your business, yeah. how mm -hmm. they won and you know, six years in looks very, very different. Right. And I think the question about being a parent and a business owner or entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, um, it it's always changing, right? Mm -hmm. It's always evolving. Yep. Yep. I um and, and now that I do have a team to support, it is much easier to be like, okay, this this cool thing is happening with my kids today. Are they having a field trip? And I, I get to go because I'm the entrepreneur. So I can I can say, okay, this my child is the most important thing. So I'm gonna go do that today. And the team can can manage things while I'm gone, which is really nice. But then also I have I have um team members who also have young children younger than mine. And they'll, you know, oh, so and so sick. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. You know, <laughs> we we've got this. We are we are not doing brain surgery today. Go be with your kid or figure it out. Whatever you want to do, just let me know, and I'm here to support you. And um, and so I think that's really important too. Is is allowing uh, in this case, you know, women to be both parents and business people. And um, and there's not a hard start to the day and a hard end to the day. Um, we just make got to make sure we get our deadlines met and things like that. But even those. They can probably m move a little bit. We just need to talk about it. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's been interesting. And so, yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a journey. And I, I, I tell, I tell my team members all the time and, and friends too, like, this is, this is a season. We don't know when it's going to end maybe, <laughs> but it will, it will end. And then, then we're on to the next one. So that's right. All right. So, you know, before we close out today's episode, mm -hmm. I wanted you to share one tip that is like super powerful <laughs> in terms of PR. Because it's okay. very hard for small businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I mean small, I think we always have to define because so many people are confused as to what's micro, solo, small, mm -hmm. medium, you know, there's sure. so many levels. And do you define it by employees, revenue? What? I mean, yeah. listen, we know like 97%, according to the SBA, I, I say this over and over so people are clear, 97% of small businesses are solopreneurs. Yeah. So there's like 32 million mm -hmm. small businesses in the U.S., so just imagine like most of those are solopreneurs. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're small. They have, mm -hmm. Now they may have contractors, but, right. but that's not the case for most. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I find that those business owners, when coming to our channel for advice, whether it's marketing sales, whatever, they, they're not in the position where they can hire someone like yourself, mm -hmm. you know, until mm -hmm. they can at least scale yeah. their business, especially mm -hmm. startups. So like, what advice would you give them in terms of PR and how to not necessarily connect or try to be their own PR person, but like mm -hmm. how to get some, some brand equity by doing something, yeah. whether it's SEO, <laughs> outreach. I mean, there's a million things you could do, but For you sure. don't have the time or the money. So what do you recommend? Oh boy. Which, which, which of my hundred tricks do I have for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us one that, you know, works. And again, it's not going to yeah. work for everyone. That's the other thing. Depends on the industry, your market. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just tell you, I'll just tell everyone what I, I tell all my clients and that I really always encourage our clients to start locally and, and whether you live in a huge media market, like I do, I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth. So we're, you know, number five in the nation, or you're in a, a small town, actually you're in much better uh, a spot if you're in a small town. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, get to know your, your local paper, please support them. Journalism is very important to our democracy. <laughs> yes. um, uh, you know, if you have a business journal, even better. Um, and, and, and just 
start to think through how you can add value to the journalists in your area. So uh, is somebody talking about things where you're an expert and you can you can add another voice to the conversation. Um, I'm not saying reach out just yet, but just be paying attention to stories and how they're being told and who's out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that one day when either when you have news uh, or you just want to be a resource, um, you're more prepared to do so, you know, going in blind and just saying like, talk about me, you know, without any context or understanding of past stories really doesn't come off very well. I mean, these are people too. um, And, you know, if you can help them do their jobs really well by giving them great content or a great story that they're inspired to tell, uh, then you're much better suited for success. So, um, so yeah, I think I would just say what, what's happening locally. And then, and then when you think about it, so again, I'm in Fort Worth. So our, like, if you know, we have a local NBC affiliate, great stories, you know, make their way up to the today show, you know, so you got to think about, um, uh, acting locally first. And then if you have your sites on national, uh, PR, then, you'll be ready to go when, when the phone rings. (laughs) That's really good advice. I I agree with you. And I think because locally you can also build that Mm face-to-face connection, take somebody Mm -hmm. out to coffee, yeah, you know, get involved with your chamber or a local nonprofit or just get out in the community. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and do good things in your business, have, have, have great products or services to talk about, treat your employees really well. So you have a great culture to talk about, you know, just be thinking about things other than what might be obvious. Um, you know, people want to tell untold stories. And so, you know, just, you, you might think it's everybody does it the same, but once you realize that the, the stories in your market are being told differently, you might think, oh, actually, uh, we do things really, really cool here. I, w- I want to talk about our, you know, maternity leave policy or whatever it is. So, you know, just give, give, give a look-see about what you've got under the hood. <laughs> well, that is solid advice, Lauren. We really appreciate you taking the time and then sharing this. I mean, to, to me, it's like, you know, it's an area of marketing, you know, PR is like mm-hmm, a its own so. whole different world. Oh yeah. And it's a really <laughs> hard one. You can't just like sign up for, you know, I, I, I hear small business owners tell me like, oh, I signed up for help a reporter out and I've pitched, I don't know how many, I, I know, but you're not a, you're not yeah. a PR strategist. <laughs> it doesn't even work that way. Like, yeah, alas. you know, but anyways, maybe we'll have you back. So you, you tell us like, here's what not to do. Cause I think there's so much that oh, you yeah. don't need to do because if it's a For waste sure. of time, it's costing you money. Right. For sure. And, and, and if I can end on that, um, you know, marketing, we can really define an ROI pretty easily. I'm sure in your world with lead generation and all Absolutely. that, you know, it's like, you know, if it's working or not, you know, if that spend worked um, with PR, it's a much longer game. The ROI is often a lot squishier. It's sort of like, well, how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it was a rising tide that lifts all boats. And it's really more of a function of leadership and management and where the business is going, you know, where we're doing content around executive hires and mergers and acquisitions, or, I mean, those aren't necessarily directed toward a campaign. So, you know, if you think about how do I want to build brand equity, like we were saying earlier and, and awareness and, and just have, you know, making it easier for me to close sales versus closing a specific sale. You know, I think you could, if you can set expectations around that, then you'll have a much better time with it. That is solid. Well, so here we are at the end of the podcast. We got to talk about parenting, entrepreneurship, PR, a lot of good stuff for our listeners. Um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yep. So you can find us everywhere at Co. So K-W-E-D-A-R-C-O. So that's our website and all of our social domains. We also have a podcast called The Impatient Entrepreneur. So I'd be happy mm. for you to check us out there. Talk to other 
impatient entrepreneurs. Uh, lots of good advice there. And uh, yeah, you can find us everywhere at uh, at the impatient pod. Excuse me, at the impatient entrepreneur pod. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. 